change the world together. Welcome to the Snapcast, the podcast for all nonprofit professionals, bringing you interviews and amazing ideas for nonprofit leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Nonprofit Snapcast. I'm your host, Mickey Desai. Very happy today to be speaking with new friend Jonathan Sugart. Jonathan, did I get that right? You did. Great Excellent. job, Mickey. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yeah, Jonathan's the president of Be Charitable. Uh, and uh, first, let's start with the, the, the very big question. What is Be Charitable and, and, and how did it come to be? So in its most basic form, Be Charitable is a fintech platform that makes it easier for anyone in the U.S. to impact the charitable causes that you care the most about. There's plenty to unpack after that, right? So <laughs> if, kind of if, a softball. Right. <laughs> if, I'm a, uh, if I'm a nonprofit, why would I want to check you out? Nonprofits, I feel like what you are doing and what nonprofits uh, and most tech in the nonprofit world is doing right now is doing what I would consider a pull method of mm. getting new donors and getting uh, uh, donations from your current donors. And what I feel like we are doing is creating more of a push method. Um, we're equipping the donors to be strategic with their giving, um, to start their own fund and start putting money into their fund periodically to then push the, the funds out to the, the, the charitable causes that they care the most about. Um, and so what the, where I think that I thought we're doing, doing the back end uh, of what you guys are doing the front end of. Interesting. Can you explain more about that? Think of a, of a donor advised fund. Um, uh, so what we're doing, we're, we're bringing donor advised funds to the masses, right? A donor advised fund is a tool that's been used by wealthy individuals for a long time. Right. Um, and it, think of it as a charitable savings account. So you put your money into this charitable savings account as you choose. Uh, maybe you have a big windfall and you know mm-hmm. you want to be charitable with some of, of the, um, the proceeds, but you don't know where you want it to go yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just say, I want to be more intentional with my charitable giving. So I'll start putting a little bit with each pay period uh, into my fund. Um, it sits in that fund and then it, um, you can grow it in the fund with different investment opportunities with most donor-advised funds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can distribute it out uh, at the, to the different uh, charities that you care the most about at the time that's convenient to both you and to the charity. Okay. You don't even have to know what charity you want to give to when you start putting the money into your fund. Right. So then when you get that call, right, when you, when you get that fundraising effort coming in, then you already know where the money is. The money's already sitting in your fund. You can very easily distribute it out to the charities. Yep. Interesting. Got it. So you, you don't even have to identify a charity. You could just be sort of earmarking money within a fund. Um, as, as a donor, as a potential donor, or someone who wants to sock away some money just for later use, uh, what's the tax benefit or is there a benefit or is there a penalty? Well, the, the tax benefit. So we are, Be Charitable is a, a 501c3 tax exempt entity. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you put your money into your fund, then you receive the, the charitable contribution deduction or the charitable contribution receipt from us. I see. Um, now, once the money's in there, it has to go out to another uh, public charity, right? You can't pull your money back out of your savings account, out of your, your donor advised fund after you've already gotten the, the, the benefit, the tax benefit of the contribution. Um, but once it's in there, you get the, the, the tax benefit immediately. Um, another benefit to, to charities um, of having their, their, their donors work through us is we provide uh, all of the, the tax reporting um, because we're, we're the initial contribution. So donors contribute to us and we're the one giving the tax receipts. 
Got it. Um, we're the one doing all of the reporting from the tax perspective with to the IRS. Right. Um, uh, and so then we make grants from one charity to another charity is, is what it looks like from the nonprofit side. Right. I got it. I got it. And and the, the thing I like about that is that that means that me as the donor, the person who's earmarking those funds, um, I don't get bombarded with fundraising materials from the from the receiving entity. Correct. That's another benefit is that you can choose to be um, as recognized or as anonymous in your in your grant out to different charities. So if you want them to know who you are, there's an opportunity in your grant request to, to write a little note saying this is why I'm giving to you and this is what what we're wanting to do. Um, or right. you can be completely anonymous. And all that the, the charity knows is that this grant came from a fund mm-hmm. within the be charitable world. Is there a minimum? And I know I'm hogging the, the floor here with our questions. Oh, yeah, right. is, is there a minimum of, uh, of money that I need to be able to start the process? Is, are we talking a thousand bucks? Are we talking 20 bucks? We're talking nothing. You can sign up, you can set up your, your fund um, and check out the platform without even making a contribution. It makes more sense to do a minimal contribution, put $25 in, put $50 in mm-hmm. uh, and just see what the flow looks like. Um, we're convinced that you're going to love it, um, but but you can get on and you can check it out uh, for free. Excellent, that's cool. I mean, I know uh, just speaking from the donor's perspective and not the nonprofit's perspective, the I, I've, I have a ton of friends who are like Mickey. I want to give an annual amount of money to you know X, Y, or Z cause, but they spend. It seems like they spend more than the the amount of my donation sending me mail and, and swag right. and stuff like that throughout mm-hmm. the year. And I don't want Absolutely. that. I just want to give them the check and not have to hear from them again. Um, this so, is a great tool for that. Yeah. Now, speaking of the, the donor, your donor and your nonprofit side, tell me about the nonprofit snapshot. Oh, very kind of you to ask. Uh, and I don't get to talk about this that often on the, on the podcast. I need to make more of a, a, an opportunity to do that. But the, but the snapshot is a, a micro assessment of a nonprofit management, nonprofits management practices. And uh, it, it, I actually gave birth to the idea back in 2008 uh, as a way to get into a nonprofit and very quickly get data from three different people and turn that data into a report card that indicated what the nonprofit did well and what they may want to focus on as they move forward with, you know, within their leadership, whether that's staff leadership or board leadership or both. Um, and over time, I have, you know, as a lazy entrepreneur, have put that idea on and off the shelf. And, uh, and now I'm intent to, um, to turn the snapshot into an app so that consultants across the country can use it to take the temperature of their client nonprofits to sort of determine their work and uh, uh, maybe shorten discovery phase as they get to work with their clients. And so I'm, I'm happy to tell you that, that the alpha test is imminent. We, we have a working prototype ready to go, and I really just need to pull the trigger with my alpha testers to get some data and then figure out what the next phase, what the next testing phase should look like. Um, and as an entrepreneur, that's very nerve wracking because now it's like make or break moment, right? It's, it's, uh, it, it, I'm either going to get feedback that says, please go ahead or feedback that says, forget it <laughs> and just concentrate on the podcast. <laughs> right. As a, as a, as a, a business starter, it's, it's so much fun and almost natural to sit around and think of ideas. But then whenever you have to funnel those into okay, this is the product we're putting out. Exactly. Um, it gets a little scary. And then when it gets time, when you've been thinking about it for so long, it's like, okay, let's see what other people think about it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of like be charitable. So it was, uh, I, I jokingly tell people, 
I'm a recovering tax attorney. <laughs> so I practiced, uh, practiced law for, for about five years. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the most fun and rewarding part of the practice was um, when I would sit down with, with wealthy individuals who had mm-hmm. a major windfall. Um, or had just been accumul- accumulating wealth over time and said, okay, we want to be intentional with our charitable giving now um, and put them in a tool, put them in either uh, a private foundation uh, or put them in a donor advised fund um, and then sit down with them and say, okay, how do we want to make this work, right? How do we want to best impact the, the charities that we care the most about? Do we want to write them an anonymous check? That's a great tool at times, right? right. And that's the best tool at times. Do we want to encourage those around us to, to give alongside us and we'll match what they give. Right. So that's another great tool at times. Do we want to, to find ways that we can give with both our money and our labor or our talent? Right. Um, and I remember leaving those conversations and say, man, if we can have this conversation at every kitchen table in the country, we will change our culture. We will love each other better and we will appreciate more of what we have as individuals. I think that's right. And I, and I, I fervently hope that that's true. You know, I think we, we've in the last several years have sort of lost sight of what some of those basic um, empathic conversations are like uh, just, just from person to person, you know, and uh, Absolutely. frankly, I blame social media, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're going to try to use social media, use that same tool. Yeah. Um, that kind of took some of the personal conversation out of it. We're going to try to use it yeah. uh, to bring some of the charitable giving back. Oh, I openly tell my friends that I have this love-hate relationship with social media. And on the mm-hmm. one hand, I love it because it's easy to talk about what I'm doing and, and get some attention on what I'm doing. On the other hand, the dynamic of making those communications just lacks so much nuance and is, is terribly polarizing. And it's just, uh, you know, people just are, it's easy to sit there and not talk to each other. I have this, and I'm, I'm completely at each other, right? Right. Exactly. I have this, uh, this, this example that I use, and I know this is completely off topic now, so we may edit this out, but, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of uh, CB radios um, back in the seventies and, you know, b- before they, they got uh, um, deregulated or whatever the term is, you know, CB radios were not widespread and they were a very useful term for a very useful tool for people to use on the roads and, and from their homes to talk to each other. And then everybody in the world got one. And you couldn't find a space to talk usefully. It was, flooded. It was just it flooded. flooded. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think the same thing has happened to the internet. People mm-hmm. are people are saying things because they can, not because they should. Um, right. yeah. yeah. But that's a different topic, philosophical topic for a different day. You said something in your notes that I wanted to touch back on again. It says uh, that be charitable is different from other crowdfunding platforms in that donations cannot be spent by the individual collecting the donations. Why is that a consideration? So um, I told you we we built this platform on a donor advised fund, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's the, the charitable savings account concept we were just talking about. But something else we did is we put a charitable crowdfunding platform on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you're see. not just raising your own money, right? Yep. You're not just putting your own money into your fund. Um, we're encouraging you to do, think of a, think of a, a peer-to-peer crowdfunding campaign. Right where you say, "Hey, we want to rally around this person and raise money for them," and everybody contributes money to that cause to that person. Right now, that's gifts. That's not that. That's personal gifts. That's the same as giving somebody a cup of sugar. Sure. Right. That is not a charitable contribution. Um, but what we've done is we've taken that same tool 
and we've turned it into a charitable giving tool. So you're crowdfunding, you're reaching out, uh, setting up a campaign, reaching out to your peers, either through email or through um, social media, through word of mouth, however you want to. Mm -hmm. Reaching out to your peers saying, this is a worthy cause. Why don't we all give money to it together? Right. And in doing so, uh, everybody that contributes, that money is not going to the individual. That money is going directly into a donor advised fund, which means that it's a charitable contribution itself. Which is brilliant. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. brilliant. I, I, yep. Um, but with that, the money, uh, the, there's the, the, the security issue that if the, once the money goes into a donor advised fund, it can't come back out to individuals, right? It's got to go. The only places it can go are to other tax exempt entities. And so that adds another security uh, issue that says, if I'm trying to tug at your heartstrings with a peer-to-peer crowdfunding campaign, yeah. I might use it for use the money for what I say I'm going to, and I might not mm-hmm. um, once the money's in my checking account, right? Um, you see a lot of different cases of that going on with, with different peer-to-peer crowdfunding campaigns. Yep. Um, but with a charitable crowdfunding campaign to be charitable, it has to go out to charities. That's yep. the only place the money can go. Yep. No, and I think that's a brilliant way to do it. Um, I, I can't wait to actually get online and check it out. Um, what else can I tell you about the Snapshot or the Snapcast? So you've told me the product. Mm-hmm. But who's the user? Who are you? Who's it geared towards? I guess I, from the sound of it initially, it sounds like it's a two-tier user, right? So, but but you tell me about it. No, that's essentially true. I mean, in, in the beginning, I had uh, thought that I would deliver the Snapshot as a consultant to a nonprofit, and uh, and and I decided that was the wrong way to go about delivering the, the the product. I think my end customer now is no longer the nonprofit. I think my end customer now is the actual consultant. Uh, you know, someone who already right. has established outreach and an established customer base. I'm just trying to make their life easier uh, with essentially by essentially adding another thermometer to their toolkit, basically. And um, uh, and and so, you know, I, I, my goal in the long run is to sort of create home base for nonprofit consultants around the tool. Uh, you know, the overall vision includes uh, building a, a library of resources that nonprofits can gain access to through their consultants, right? So that the nonprofit themselves would not be able to get online just to get a, uh, a, 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 a rudimentary fundraising feasibility study plan or a template for a business plan or anything like that. Uh, but the consultant could. So the consultant now has, uh, you know, an ammo belt full of a variety of different things that they can pull from for their work with their nonprofits. And I think that's that's phase two or phase three, I think, that's going to come down the road. Once we, get the, once we get the app stable and running, I think we'll start developing that library. That's great. So it's not necessarily um, a, a service to the nonprofit. Uh, it is more of a product to the consultant who is then using that product in their own, in their own expertise. Mm-hmm. to then help the nonprofit end user, right? That's exactly right. And um, that's really neat. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we want to train them to use the tool properly. And, and, and it's meant to inform the work of the consultant, something they're going to do anyway. You know, I, the one example I point to is that the, in the very early phases when I was pilot testing this thing just for concept's sake, um, I, I did a nonprofit snapshot for a mental health entity here in Atlanta, and they thought they needed a, a marketing person. They thought they needed a marketing consultant and they did, mm-hmm. but they needed a lawyer first. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and they didn't know that until I went in and, and discovered that, oh, you don't have these policies in place and you're not, you're not documenting certain things for your staff and your leadership regarding privacy practices. 
And so, you know, you probably should not start talking about patient case studies unless you have certain protections around, you know, anonymity and, and HIPAA compliance and stuff like that. And they're right. like, oh, yeah, we need to hire someone for that first or, or, you know, get some consulting on that first. And so that was, I think, a great example for how the snapshot becomes useful. It, it helped the nonprofit not waste their time on the wrong person just to get things moving. It sounds, too, like it, it's a, not just a tool in the tool belt, but it's also a, a, a kind of a checklist for the consultant, right? So the, the consultant might be very marketing-based and be an amazing marketing, nonprofit marketing consultant. Um, but if they don't know the healthcare space, then this sounds like it could save them some heartache and, and lawsuits also. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so, you know, the, the, the overall goal is to take the snapshot and make it as a scalable tool so that if, if the consultant is working with something like, I don't know, an ecumenical after school care program, they would ask a certain base set of questions to that entity. But if, if the following week they've turned around and they've decided to work with something like a grassroots arts entity that doesn't really have paid staff, that organization should probably get evaluated slightly differently. And so, um, you know, once we get past this initial alpha test phase, I think that's the next immediate thing. If, if the data says proceed, then we'll make it scalable and, uh, and, and try to make it useful to a broader range of specificity, if that makes sense. That's sort of a, That's great. A, an oxymoron in there, but the uh, broader range of specificity. Anyway. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, I, I mentioned this one example of, of this one mental health nonprofit. Can you point to some popular cases that I might be able to use Be Charitable for? Yep. So the, the whole, the charitable crowdfunding idea came from, um, seeing people use other crowdfunding tools um, for like a big natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so one way that, that kind of like you, we, we, it started with a concept and then it, we got it on paper and then we started building the plat. We got our IRS approval and then we started building the platform. Um, and the first thing I wanted to do once we had a, a, our alpha model uh, ready I want to sit down at my family and have that at my kitchen table and have that conversation with my family. Um, so we sat down as a family and I've got, uh, I am married and I have three kids, an eight-year-old, six-year-old and a three-year-old. So we sat down and with, uh, and I said, okay, who do we, as the sugar family, who do we want to impact this? First thing we did was name our fund. Right. It's pretty cool to to, to name your own fund. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And it's amazing how much buy-in you get just from saying, this is the sugar charitable giving fund. Mm-hmm. We're going to help other people with this fund. Um, huge amount of buy-in just from doing that. But then we sat down and said, okay, who do we want to help this year as a family? Uh, my eight-year-old has a huge heart for, for homeless people. Mm. Um, and she'll see um, somebody underneath, a, um, uh, underneath a, a bridge and say, is he, is he homeless? Do you think we can help him? Um, what can we do? What do we have? What, how can we help? Um, she'll see a, uh, a young girl walking down the, the street with, with a backpack on and, and cut up jeans and say, is she homeless? What can we do to help her? I'm like, no, she's just stylish and has some, some new jeans on. Um, but she has a very, <laughs> uh, has a huge heart for people that she thinks don't have the, the needs, uh, her, their needs uh, met uh, for everyday living. Uh, and she said, I want to help homeless people. That's amazing. Right, baby. How do we want to do that? Yeah. Uh, and she said, um, well, I want to help people that, that, don't know what they're going to eat at night. I said, okay, 
Well, there's a, our local food bank, the Central Alabama Food Bank, um, has a, a program for kids. Uh, that, and um, for every dollar you, that you provide, you can, can provide up to four meals for kids in the area um, who don't wow. know where their next meal is going to wow. come from. Yeah. Uh, and so we came up with that. idea. we said, okay, that's one of our, one, one of the charities we want to sponsor this year yeah. uh, and how much we want to, to do, how many kids do we want to help? Um, and so part of what we're doing this year, the sugar family, we're going to, we're going to um, help provide 4,000 meals to kids in their area that can't have, that don't awesome. know where their food's going to come from. That's Love amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. Middle daughter wants to be a, um, a nurse and she wants to be a nurse at children's hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and so she's six years old and she is that specific with, with what she wants to do. So she obviously says, I want to help kids uh, at children's. And I said, well, how do you want to, she said, well, I want to help their mommies and daddies not be so sad. Um, oh, wow. And so they have a, a, a foundation, uh, that's part of the, the hospital that's sole goal is to provide support to the families of the kids at the hospital. Uh, and so we're going to uh, contribute to that. Um, my three-year-old has no clue what's going on, right? But we still right. want to instill that charitable giving mindset at an early age. And so right. he's always running around with either a baseball in his hand <laughs> or a, a fake drill or something. Um, and there's a local uh, organization that helps marginalized men um, mm. uh, and teaches them the, number one, it teaches them woodworking uh, as, a, um, as, as a trade, uh, but it also teaches them life skills. Uh, to get them uh, on a different path. And Interesting. So we're we're going to help them too. Yeah. So, so your family sets up your fund with Be Charitable. And then at the end of the year, you've accumulated a certain amount of money. And then you can divide that amongst those three causes. However you want to. Right. Yeah. And so what we've, we said, okay, we want to raise this much money for these causes. Yep. Um, and uh, so we said, okay, what does that mean per pay period? And so we start contributing per pay period. Um, and then at the end of the year, like you said, it'll be accumulating, it'll be growing through investment options inside the fund. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end of the year, then we'll be distributing that out to the different charities. I, uh, I have uh, three more questions I think that are left. One of which is, um, I mean, I want to touch back on the initial idea, like for natural disaster help or something where, where it would be easy for a giving circle to crowdfund towards an organization that's helping alleviate suffering from as a result of a disaster. I think that's a fantastic example of how a giving circle, you know, even just a group of friends might be able to join together via your crowdfunding tool. Exactly. And exactly. do the thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be one organization. Uh, that's the great thing. I mean, great thing about our tool uh, is that you don't have to pinpoint that one charitable organization up front. Mm -hmm. You can say, we want to alleviate hurricane. We, we want to help hurricane relief in Louisiana. Yep. Um, and there might be, we might want to contribute to the American Red Cross, the local American Red Cross. We might want to contribute to the, the Cajun Navy who is going from boat, uh, riding little John boats, going from house to house to make sure that everybody's okay. Right. I want to help with Habitat for all these different organizations. Yep. Um, you can crowdfund for the charitable concept, the charitable cause, and then make distributions out to the people that have their feet on the ground. Yep. No, that's brilliant. Um, What's the benefit for the nonprofit? A couple of benefits. Number one, hopefully we are creating, helping create um, a more intentional charitable giving society. Um, so the more we, a lot of people, you know what they say about stats, right? Sure. <laughs> there are 99% of them are made up. 
Right. Um, but I did read a stat that says most people say they want to give about 10%. They actually give about seven. They capture about two and a half to 3% with their charitable giving just because they're giving from so many different areas. Um, so hopefully we're helping you. If you really want to give that 10%, we're a planning tool that helps you actually give that 10%. Right. And the more money that comes in, we don't want it sitting there. We want it going out to the charities. We want that, that money uh, doing work. Right. Uh, and so charitable charities will hopefully be benefiting um, because we're helping people be as charitable as they want to be. We're making it easier for them to give the money that they already want to give away. Yeah. Um, another way that we talked about earlier is we're doing all the, the, the tax reporting. We're doing um, we're giving out the, the end of the year tax receipts um, where, so that, that that accounting part is handled at the donor advised fund level, not at the, the charity level. Not at the nonprofit um, level. Yep. Another way though, is that charities can, um, can find their, their donors that are already social and already want to help. Uh, and it's one thing that I'm finding is I see people responding better to a call from a friend or from a peer about fundraising for an entity than a call or an email from the charity itself. Right. And so we've provided a great tool that's easy for donors for, to, to go ahead and start that, that campaign on behalf or for the benefit of a charity. And it sounds more like a conversation between people than it sounds like a cold call from the charity. Yep. Does that make well, sense? That makes perfect sense to me. My last question for you before we wrap, what's in it for you? How cool would it be to sit down at the end of the day and say, I spent 10 hours a day helping people figure out how to be more charitable and making it easier for people to do the, the, the fun and the charitable things that they already want to do. So it's a great way to make a living. It's an sure. awesome, a fun way uh, to make a living. And yeah. I really think that we're going to change the culture um, in, in our country. Well, and I didn't want to, I, I did. I mean, I don't want to paint. I mean, here's where the, the, another serious edit comes in, but um you know, we're not, we're not blind to the notion that running such a thing takes a little work. Obviously there's, there's administrative fees or something that come out that, that fuel your own efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to be, be clear about that. It's not, uh, it, you know, the, it, it, it's, it's a tool that does take some, some fuel to work just on its own. But, um, right. but I think you're right. I think you have the potential to revolutionize the way philanthropy gets done on a, on a certain level. And I'm very excited to see you doing it. Thank um, you. So Jonathan, if, if, uh, if a listener wanted to learn more about Be Charitable, where can they find you to ask questions? Where can they learn more about Be Charitable and sign up? Go to becharitable.org. So the letter B and then the word charitable.org. Um, you can learn more about us from there. You can find my contact information on the, on the website uh, and you can sign up for free. Awesome. Thank you. And I will be doing that soon. Um, Jonathan, again, thank you for taking the time to do this episode with me today. Uh, I can't wait to hear about your continued success, and I hope we can get together at the mic again soon. Thank you so much, Mickey. It was great learning more about the nonprofit Snapshot, and I had a lot of fun sitting on the Snapcast with you. Likewise. This has been the Snapcast. Thank you for joining us. The Snapcast is a production of the Nonprofit Snapshot. Please visit us at nonprofitsnapshot.org to learn more about our consulting work and the ways we can help your organization continue to make the world a better place.